Hello, this is Annabelle from Cradle of Filth, and you are watching Metal on Loud. Thank you very much for taking the time to join us. Welcome to the podcast. No, thank you for having me. It's an honor. It's a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> How are things in your world? Uh, they're, they're all right. Nothing's uh, exploded yet. So that's always <laughs> a positive. It's uh, overcast in the UK. So that's pretty normal. It was sunny yesterday and I thought that must mean the apocalypse is nigh because sunny in the UK. How are you? Things are well here. It's uh, it's actually sunny here as well, but uh, <gasps> Madness. We a bit more of that in Holland than in, uh, uh, in the UK. <laughs> yeah, the UK is known for not having the best weather. <laughs> uh, I always say uh, Holland invented uh, the bad weather and the UK perfected it. Yeah, we did. I mean, we have to be good at something, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, been quite a year for you. It's um, new bands, Cradle of Health. Yeah, it's been rather intense, especially during a pandemic, um, joining a band during that. So I, for me, I joined Cradle at the end of 2019, but I wasn't announced until earlier this year. So I had to hold on to this secret for a year and a half. And it was torture. At one point I thought, had I died? And is this my, is this my hell loop? Uh, <laughs> yeah, rather intense, especially with the lockdowns in the UK and um, obviously the delay for me to say, hello everyone, it's me, surprise, I'm in Cradle. That must have been excruciatingly hard. <laughs> yeah, to say the least. Yeah, it was. It was really, really difficult to not be able to to say. But also, who could you talk to about that? It's not exactly a relatable experience. Like you can't just call up your friend and go, "Ah, oh, do you know what it's like when you've joined a major band from your home country and you can't say anything because there's a pandemic?" It's it's a very unique situation to be in. Yeah. You already worked with uh, with Danny uh, before uh, with this other band. Yeah, with Devilman. So I only ever did one show with them, and there was never any material with me released on because uh, it went on indefinite hiatus, mm -hmm. and because um, Danny was focusing more on Cradle. So that didn't really go anywhere. Uh, <laughs> but obviously it all worked out in the end because I'm here in Cradle. Perhaps you just set that up as your audition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's all that's all I needed. But he did make me he made me audition. Uh, I wasn't special. He uh, so not long after their Palladium show in 2019, he called me like immediately once the position was available, saying, Yo. I want you to audition for Cradle of Filth. It's not every day you get a call from Danny Filth saying, I want you to audition for my band. And obviously I said, no, no. <laughs> I said, I said, yeah, 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 I'll, I'll do that. And uh, I guess the rest is history because uh, they chose me. Uh, how did you uh, first get in touch with, uh, with Danny and with the band? 
That's a good question. The first time I sort of met Danny was <laughs> backstage at a festival, but um, this is more like a, a personal me. I was at a festival in Wales, I believe it was Hammerfest. I was working press at the time. I used to interview bands. Um, that's sort of how I, I started the, the, getting the contacts journey. And I was in, long story short, I was at this festival and one of my friends got punched in the face during the Cradle of Filth set. Um, he was a bit jealous because his girlfriend was speaking to my friend and then he punched him and his eyebrows split open. And me and my other friends come running outside. I was in these bright pink leopard print pajamas, like, like at a metal festival standing outside. He gets taken off in a taxi to the hospital and I realise he's taken the room key and I'm stuck outside at this festival in my neon pajamas thinking, <laughs> oh no. And luckily I heard someone shout my name and it was one of Cradle's crew members who I was friends with. And he said, do you just want to come sit on the Cradle of Filth bus? I went, yes, please. And I was on the Cradle of Filth bus talking to Danny and everyone at the time in my bright pink leopard print pajamas uh, that was my first sort of encounter with danny um and then professionally obviously devilman um my friend chris casket he who's the base of devilman just messaged me and said oh i've told them not to look for anyone else i've told them you're joining and i went oh okay cool uh, so danny sort of recognized me like you Hang on a minute. Um, you have the big <laughs> yeah, you do you have them with you? I don't even have them anymore. Uh, I, I should uh, I should have kept them and brought them on a a tour in future. Ah, hindsight, hindsight. Oh, well, you can always get some uh, custom made. <laughs> exactly, custom made rock star pajamas. There we go. <laughs> well, I do think uh, your uh, current uh, dress uh, works better. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I think so too. It's definitely a, a step up from <laughs> pink PJ chic. <laughs> Preparing for this interview, uh, I watched all the, the videos. Uh, mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I missed uh, your uh, debut, your live debut on the stream. That's okay. <laughs> That's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I wasn't to play that show. It was very surreal. Um, I mean, for me, it was... By this point, the goalposts had always been changing because of lockdown. My first show was supposed to be May 2020. That never happened. And there was a tour booked. So for me, it was like, yes, I'm finally going to get announced. And ooh, no. <laughs> so, so even when the live stream was happening, I, was, I wasn't convinced it was happening. I remember walking up going, now, this isn't going to happen, is it? And after the set, I was like, oh, this actually just happened, didn't it? <laughs> didn't it? it was very surreal to have my first one in, with no audience because there was no way for me as a performer to gauge how it went. There was no one booing and throwing things or there was no one cheering. Don't so I had to, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't getting pulled off the stage by those old fashioned canes. Like, um, so it was weird for me to find out after how it went and um, we got shown the stream after. So uh, it was recorded for us to see. So I only got to see the comments and the reactions when I came home. And 
that was very, very odd. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a very strange situation to be in. You get some uh, some great reviews there. Uh, I read through them. Oh, yeah, thank you. I was really shocked. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, good. They love me. They really love me. <laughs> which is good, which is uh, better than the opposite reaction. Yeah. When I was watching you in the in the, in the videos, uh, the first two videos, the first two uh, singles. Yes, yes. What I was wondering is that uh, you do a lot with your hands. Mm, At mm. moments, I, I hear keyboards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is the thing that comments a lot like, oh, why is the keyboardist waving their arms around? It's like, you do realize none of us are actually playing, right? Like, <laughs> it's, it's a music video. Like, everything's like on a click with us and we're just stand Danny hasn't got a microphone but it's it's an aesthetic thing rather than a and the thing with Cradle as well I mean if you hear Cradle's discography there were so many layers in the track so some of it's orchestration some of it's keys so a lot of the time when I'm not playing as well it's because it's a massive orchestra on the backing track uh, I mean as much as I'd love to play a whole orchestra it's not possible with a keyboard so there are definitely distinct parts and also music videos they're not shot in sequence so i don't know what the, the director's taken bits of various bits and stitched them together to what looks good um <laughs> yeah so that wasn't my choice i just stood there with a click going i didn't do that obviously that wasn't i didn't, I didn't put my thumbs up uh, <laughs> yeah but uh, you entered the band at a, a great time, I think. The, the music, um, I've been uh, following the band ever since their debut. And oh my. It's, almost, it's almost like back to those days for me. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people have been saying that. And um, that's really positive because you get so many people who are like, they sold out after their demo. You always get that in metal of, of, of someone like, oh, this was their best album in 2000. They've done nothing good since. It's like, well, why are you here commenting and listening? <laughs> uh, just go listen to that one instead. Yeah, it's, um, I think, definitely bringing back the sort of, I mean, it doesn't escape anyone that I sound very English. Um, so sort of having the classic English uh narrative sections and also I'm a classically trained mezzo-soprano so having that like big sort of operatic and that really strong female vocal presence uh, really harks back to the early days of Cradle and it's really awesome that we can bring that back now and people still love it um, which is great for me. <laughs> it really adds uh, to the music again and um, especially with the um new more melodic parts mixed into it again yes yes there's uh more melodic parts especially for me vocally as well um it's a lot more of my vocal there's a lot more female vocals on um this album they're on every song actually apart from one which is one of my songs anyway so you know it worked out i've been listening to your uh, other project as well uh Phil. Ah, uh, uh, yes uh, i was surprised at the, the range you have it's <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I, I do pride myself on my range. Uh, I love experimenting with my voice. It's one of the things I love to do. Treat it as, I think people get really boxed in when they think of style. They think I have to sound like this, or I have to be, it's like, no, this is 
basically an alien living in my throat and seeing what it can do. I make weird noises around the house going, oh, okay, so that's what it can do. And I'm constantly pushing my voice to see, oh, what can it do? And um, as you'll hear in Veil, I love to layer my voice and I do it in Cradle as well. So the Crawling King Chaos video, all the choirs are recorded in by me and uh, a lovely fella named John Phipps because obviously in lockdown we couldn't get the choirs and I said well I used to be a chorister and I love layering my voice why don't I just be the choir and it worked so the whole up office is just me and this other guy <laughs> singing them in and the whole middle section is just my voice the eternum. that's all me and just in the middle um yeah, that, that's, that's awesome. a, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely bringing something new to something you know, like a choir. I mean, people are like, oh, the choir's in cradle, but this is doing it in a new and inventive way, uh, which is cool. Which is cool. So, you not only can say, uh, I'm in cradle, but you can also say, I'm the choir. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm, the, I'm the choir. That sounds like such a Kanye West thing to say. I'm the choir. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, it worked out, I think. Um, yeah, it's really cool that they trusted me enough as well to do that, uh, to, to go, oh, yeah, okay, let's give it a go. I was like, okay. Given your um, uh, apparent taste for uh, the horror scene as well, mm -hmm. uh, you must have landed in your dream job right now. I, uh, growing up, I always thought I'd fit really well in Cradle of Filth. And lo and behold, here I am now. Uh, so I guess be careful what you wish for, uh, <laughs> <laughs> because it may just come true. <laughs> but yeah, of course, I'm very excited because I think, like for me, I really fit there. Um, if I was going to fit in any metal band, it would be Cradle of Filth. So it all worked out in a weird way. Life can be funny that way. <laughs> it really can. It really, really can. Pandemics, now you're in Cradle of Filth. I mean, w w what a weird couple of years. Yeah, gotta love it. <laughs> yeah, woo! <laughs> what was the, the first Cradle song you remember hearing? For me, it was probably her ghost in the fog i know it sounds really cliche but that was one of the only ones that was on tv at the time um because <laughs> by the time i was old enough to listen to cradle i think uh i don't even remember because cradle has been going since before i was born so i i feel older I'm, I'm not that young i make <laughs> I, i'm not that young i'm using the wrinkle cream every day um yeah, so Her Ghost in the Fog was the, the first like video on the one that was on TV. Because mm -hmm. uh, it was only that and Inventamin, really, like not even Cradle to Enslave, but by that time, um her watershed and you know, um it was it was it was that song. And I remember hearing the vocals um and Sarah's vocals thinking, Oh my gosh, that sounds like me. <gasps> um as a small child and now, well as an even smaller adult, um, here I am. For the new record, uh, mm. what are your favorite tracks on the record? Oh, it's hard not to be biased and say the ones that I had a hand in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this is, uh, this is a bit, uh, so there are three instrumentals on the album that I wrote completely start to finish. So 
I'm really proud of those. <laughs> so as a, as a shameless sort of, I know they're not tracks, but I'm like, yeah, they're on there. And I did those. Um, Which ones have those? Oh, what are they called? What are they called now? So the first, it opens the album. I think it's called The Weight of the World on Our Shoulders. The so, of the World. That's the one. Ah, he changed it. He changed the name from the demo. Yes, that one. Uh, yeah, so I wrote that one and my vocals on it as well, which I recorded in my bedroom, uh, very last minute. And then the one that was Infernal Lullaby, uh, whatever it's called now. I still have the demo names in my head. Yeah, yeah. And the other one was, I think it eventually was called Ashen Mortality. It still is, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I named it Memento Mori. Uh, Dan changed it to... I sort of <laughs> had names. Uh, so those three, of course, I'm very proud of. Um, Ustark Invincible as well. I'm very proud of that one. Uh, so that spawned from one of my ideas. Um, I wrote the introductory guitar riff, which I find hilarious because I'm not a guitarist and I <laughs> wrote the riff. And Richard and I then worked on it together and it became our baby um and doug bradley's on the beginning of it as well so extra proud knowing i have a, a song that opens the album and closes the album um especially as someone who's new coming in uh that's pretty damn awesome yeah, I can imagine uh, it feels like a, a welcome because I hear from many uh, bands that have a new member mm. that uh, the new member gets to work with the material that's already been written. Yeah, they were very open. So when I came in, a lot of the material was already there, but they were saying, no, please, please submit more ideas and, and, and give your ideas. And I felt a bit bad because some of the songs ended up getting removed to be replaced with my material. And I was like, oh, gosh. What have I done? <laughs> um, but it's cool that they trusted me enough to go and to use my educational background and, and to and go. No, we need uh, some new life because the for the previous albums, Martin, the drummer, had written all the keys and all the orchestration. Um, so having someone else come in and be part of that writing process, I think, hopefully, invigorated it a bit and um, maybe helped create the different sound that makes me sound like i'm saying i am amazing but um <laughs> but it's, it's it's interesting for me uh that they trusted me to do that and well it made it onto the album that it did and it's yeah. pretty pretty damn good <laughs> oh good oh, have you heard the have you heard the whole album several times by now yeah several oh you poor thing um <laughs> yeah i've heard it several times as well um <laughs> Probably a few times more than me. <laughs> yeah, it, it's difficult for me to like gauge it because I obviously I'm on the other side of it and I've been working on them. So it's hard for me to judge them and know how I feel because I'm like, oh man, there's a lot of work. Uh, yeah, it's all right. Uh, <laughs> With your own work, you're always up close to it. And exactly. You yeah. Exactly. I don't know how people feel listening to it for the first time. And for us as well, this album was finished at the end of last year. So for us, it's already been a year. So, uh, and everyone's hearing it for the first time now. That's a really weird feeling. 
you're lucky it's still only a year. I've uh, talked to bands in the, the last few months that have been sitting on the material for over two years. <laughs> no way. <gasps> that was uh, COVID hit and they couldn't release it. Uh, That's awful. Because you start to, a year on, it's, it's really back. It's like, I would have done this differently. I would have done that differently. Oh, no. It feels like a... a a drunken night out photo that someone's posted from a year ago. Like, <laughs> oh, that's a nice analogy. I, I like yeah. that one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <Matt. laughs> um, with the band, um, what's your year going to look like? Uh, so we are actually flying out next week to the US. We have a one month tour. So the October we are doing Cruelty and the Beast in its entirety. Um, so that's very exciting and it's definitely happening. Visas are approved, the flights are booked. Uh, oh my gosh, we didn't expect anything this year. So unless something horrific happens and everything explodes, uh, we will be there. And then on the 31st on Halloween, which we know obviously is Metalhead Christmas, we will... Yeah, <laughs> we... We will be doing an album release show in London, my hometown, London, um, or oh, home city, uh, doing an album release show at the Camden Roundhouse. So we have a month of shows after so long. That's Hopefully. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Unless. As well. Cruelty was such a massive album. Yes. Yes, definitely. Um, one of the iconic Cradle albums. The tour is called Lustmord and Torgasm. You know, a, a play on Lustmord and Wargasm. Uh, so yeah, I think America is going to be a great place to do that. It's a really popular album. And that will be, for those who didn't see the live stream or for those who weren't at Bloodstock, uh, hopefully for me, a really good introduction mm -hmm. to that era of Cradle and showing... Uh, my voice and um, there's lots of vocal opportunities on uh cruelty to do that so it's very exciting a bit intimidating but exciting i'm pretty sure you can manage it yeah yeah we'll see uh, <laughs> i think we're all a bit everyone's a bit sort of nervous uh, because it's been so long since we've had to play shows back to back mm -hmm. and over a long period of time we're like oh gosh do we have the stamina? Are we gonna? Are we gonna? Are we gonna survive this? We will. We'll, we'll be all. We'll be okay. With everything we survived, uh, I'm sure you'll manage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, worst case. I mean, I don't even know what the worst case is. We'll get an understudy. There we go. We'll uh, we'll just pick someone in the crowd to do my part. So I'm sure I'll know it well enough. <laughs> uh, do you have any last words for? Uh, your fans out there, your new fans, our viewers. It's so weird to say I have fans. Uh, <laughs> for me, I'm just this little girl from South London. Um, don't see myself as anything special, but there are people out there who are like, oh my God. And I'm like, it's just me. So my sincerest thanks to all the love I received and the positivity, um, I see everything. So it really does mean a lot to me and I cannot wait to hit the road and meet all you wonderful humans and to share in this awesome experience with you. Those are very nice words. <laughs> <laughs> I can be nice sometimes. <laughs> Did you know, by the way, that you are the 30th member of the band? 
oh, I thought it was higher than that. I counted. I counted. <laughs> you, you counted. <laughs> See, I, at least I'm getting some good rounded numbers. It's not yeah. like you're the 23rd. I mean, at least it's a nice rounded number. I, I mean, thought it was worth mentioning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I should get a T-shirt with that on. Uh, yeah. Well, what's it? First, the worst. Second, the best. 30th. The most awesome of all. There we go. Yeah, definite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll have that on a shirt. By the next time you see me, I'll have that on a shirt. Awesome. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Good. Thank you very much for this nice talk. And, uh, no, thank you. I'm looking forward to seeing you on the rails. Yeah, so let, let us know when you're nearby and I'll make sure to come say hello. We'll do that. Excellent. Metal on louds. Woo!